Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're, we're learning Maseches Nadarim, Daf Tes, and Daf Yudamadal. This afternoon I went over to my bookcase to pull off a Gemara, and out of pure comfort I pulled off a Ksubis and started walking started walking away. And it, didn't, it wasn't the same exact width of book, so then I realized that I uh, took the wrong one, which is a good thing because this page is not found in there. So we're starting at a brand new Mishnah. We're learning all the way up to the next Mishnah, which is a blot and a half later on Yudam Adalaf on Shabbos. We'll be learning 45 minutes before Mincha instead of an hour just because of scheduling this week. We'll have enough time to finish the blot, so no problem there at all. As you can see, Daf Yudalif is pretty short, so we'll be we'll be doing just fine. Let's get started. Mishnah, top of Testament Aleph. If a person says, Kinidre Rishayim, he doesn't say much more than that. All he says is, Kinidre Rishayim, I'm going to do this nether like a Russia. This is what we would refer to as a Yad. It's an indirect language. So if a regular person says that, then nadar uh, nazir korban Then he it's binding. It basically brings about an obligation for 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 nazirus if he was talking about nazirus or a korban or or a shvuah respectively, if, yeah. whichever one he was dealing with. The Gemara then says kinidrek sherim. What if a person says kinidrek sherim lo amar klum? Why lo amar klum? Because really, and we'll debate this in the Gemara today. Is it or is it not appropriate to make a neder in the first place? Take a look at the Ran. The Ran is about 15 lines down. I believe there are different um, stretches of Ran here. I don't know if everybody has the full Ran. I have no idea because in the introduction to the art scroll, it said that not the whole Ran was brought in the art scroll. I don't know what that means, and I don't know what versions we all have. But this one is Dibur Hamaskil Kinidrek Sherim. And says uh, the Ran, Af al Gabdo Amar Hareni Alai or Heimenu or Vahaya Nazir O Behema O Kikarlafana Lo Amar Klum. Why is it that even if he says a specific language that I want to be like these people, like these Sadiqim, the Ksherim who are making this, it's nothing? Share, Ein Haksherim Nodrim, She'ein Risha in Lasos came. You're not allowed to make a nether. If you do, you're obligated in it, but it's not considered ideal to make a neder in the first place. And we'll get back to this machlokas later in the Gemara. So that's our Mishnah. If we say that we want to be like Rishayim and it's a Yad, it's a distant language from the actual language, then that's binding. And if we say Kenidre Ksherim, then that's not binding. However, in regards to the Ksherim, if we say Kenidvosam, if we say a language of Nedava, a Nedava is, is okay, that's fine, and it's binding. Then Nadar Benazir Uva Korban, then that is binding. And you would have to then bring about your Neder or your Nazirus or your Korban, whatever it is. That's the Mishnah. A little cryptic, and we'll have to we'll kind of have to take it apart. And as I've said a number of times already in this Masechta, one of the challenges of the subtleties and language is that it's not our language, so we don't have the, the feelings that come with the words. You know, if we say, I commit or I promise, they have different feelings to them. So we understand that in English. We don't understand it in the Gemara. So sometimes we'll see, <coughs> as we will today, some small gentle changes in language, but it's meaningful halachically. It's just hard for us to appreciate. And the Gemara opens, the Dilma Hachikamar. Maybe what he was saying in regards to the first line of the Mishnah, instead of saying Kinidre Rishayim that he wants to be like them, maybe what he meant is Hachikamar, Kinidre Rishayim Lonadarna. All he said was Kinidre Rishayim. So maybe maybe he's saying, I don't want to be like them. All he said was, how do you know which way he meant it? Says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel, Be'omer, Kinidre Rishayim, Hareni, Alai, or Vehemenu. He says, no, 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 I, I want to do what they're doing. And that's all that already is, why is that a yad anymore? It's uh, strange already because you're saying it's Kinidre Rishayim. I want to do what they said either. The, the verse ended either Kinidre Rishayim, 
Hareni, or Kenidri Rishayim Alai, or Kenidri Rishayim Vehemenu. And we're going to analyze these three words again, same as before. These words don't sound very different to us in regards to their translations, but they were meaningful halachically. When a person says Hareni, we're on the fifth, sixth line of Testament Aleph, that's a reference to Benazirus. When a person says Alai, that's a reference to Bekorban. So let's just put it all together. Kinidre Rishaim Hareni is Nazirus. Kinidre Rishaim Alai is Bikorban. Kinidre Rishaim Heimenu, that's talking about Bishvua. Says the Gemara, how do you know that the word Hareni is talking about Nazirus? Hareni Nazirus. Demal Hareni Betainus Kamar. Hareni. I shall be. How do you know what we're talking about? Says the Gemara Anukimta. Amar Shmuk Shahaya Nazir over Lafanov. Oh, okay, fine. I want to be like this guy then I understand why the Gemara says that the word Hareini means Nazirus. But remember, this is an Ukimta. So what that means is that the word Hareini doesn't inherently mean Nazirus. It just means Kinidre uh, Rishaim Hareini. Like that rush over there, I want to be like that. Oh, says the Gemara, that's a Yad. That's a Yad and it's binding. So the language of Hareini is in and of itself not valuable. But when the person is standing in front of you, then it's valuable. And if he says, I want to be like uh, another commitment, we'll see others in a moment, then uh, then so be it. But the word Hareini is not actually inherently valuable. What? That's what makes it Mochiach. Correct, we saw earlier. This is Shmuel. Right. By the way, it's really a machlokas Abaye and Rava, and it happens to be that Rava is like Shmuel. The way the Gemara presents it is, is as a machlokas Abaye. You're right that there's a party line between Rava and Shmuel from earlier in the Masechta. That's true. But the presentation of the machlokas is Abaye Rava, and it, it seems to be that what you're saying is true. In other words, when Shmuel gives this answer, we shouldn't be surprised because this is this is his tagline. You know, like, oh, no, Hareni, Hareni what? Obviously, says Shmuel, has to be that there was a person there. And then the Gemara continues as well, skipping the parentheses halfway down. Hey Manu Bishvua, we said that if he says Kinidre Rishaim Hey Manu, we said that's Bishvua. How do you know? Dilma Hey Manu de Achil Nakamar. Maybe he was talking about food. Amar Rava de Amar Hey Manu Shalo Ochel. It just depends what what the context is. It's not that he should eat. In this case, it's Shalo Ochel because that's what he said. Same as you said before that it's Yodayim Mochichos. Yehachi Ma'ila Meimra. If a person says then my lamemra, of course, you should not be able to eat under those circumstances. Says the Gemara, You might have thought that this isn't enough, that this really isn't a shvua, because the language isn't shvua, it's yad language. Still, says the Gemara, it is kamash malan, that it is enough. In other words, it's considered a yad. Because you're right, it's not considered the, the clear and obvious simplistic language. I was learning in the base matters yesterday, and somebody said to me, what with all these ridiculous cases? They're ridiculous in some way. It's true. Every every single word needs to be chosen. Really, the answer is that the Gemara always tries to find the outer limit or, or the beginning threshold. So one of the, they're the same line, as to where a halacha stands. So here we're trying to figure out a yad. And our Mishnah is another presentation of a case of a yad that is a little bit difficult to understand. So therefore, the yad that we're saying is, is that considered binding or not? Says the Gemara Kamashmulan, yes, it is. The next word, Hadain, needed to be edited out. It doesn't make any sense here at all, and it's removed. Then the Gemara says, but that it would be considered a neder, it would be considered a commitment. In other words, what we see in our Mishnah is that the author of our Mishnah holds that a neder of a, of a kosher is problematic, but a nedava of a kosher is mutter. 
That's what the Gemara says. And therefore, the Gemara asks, Mantana to shiny lay Lindava. Who's the author of our Mishnah that seems to say that there's a difference for Ksherim between a neder, which is not allowed, and a nedava, which is allowed? Who is the author of that? And the Gemara uh, foreshadows what the rest of the Gemara is going to be about. Lema lo Rebbe Meir below Rebbe Huda. This is going to be our topic until the end of the day today. And the Amud that follows on the Amud Beis, it's going to be all about Rebbe Meir. And the next Amud is going to be about Rebbe Huda to see whether or not they fit in our Mishnah. So our Mishnah has no names, but our Mishnah sh- seems to show a distinction but between a neder and an adava by a kosher, that by a kosher, a neder is not allowed and an adava is. So how do we know that it's not Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Huda? Because the Gemara says, the Tanya, we have a Brisa, and this Brisa quotes a couple of psukim. I'm going to read the psukim in full because we really do need them in order to understand the Gemara. The Gemara has two psukim in Kohelas. This is Kohelas Perakei, psukim Gimel Vidal. Ka'asher tidur neder lelokim. When a person brings a neder to Hashem or makes a neder to Hashem, al ta'acher l'shalmo, do not delay in fulfilling it. Ki ein chifetz baksilim es asher tidur shalim. There's no joy in being a fool. That which you committed, you should fulfill. Next pasuk says, "Tov asher lo sidor mishatidor It's better to not commit than it is to commit and not fulfill. So that's what the Gemara presents. Detanya, four lines from the bottom. Tov asher lo tidor. So how do we understand these two psukim? Says the Gemara, the Tanakama holds. We'll see that this is Rav Meir. Tov mizeu mizeh she'eno noder kol ikur. It's better that he makes no commitment at all because in the psukim there was one possibility. The first pasuk says, "If you make another, fulfill it." Maybe the ideal is to make a nether and fulfill it. Or no, do we say like the second pasuk is don't even bother making the nether lest you not fulfill it. We don't know which one. So Rav Meir is planting a flag and he's saying you should not do anything. Don't make nadarim. As you can see, three lines from the bottom by the words she'en noder, there's a little um, a little letter at the top of that, the Oskatan Dalid, which brings us to the Tor Shulchan Aruch Yeridea Simen Reish Gimel Sifalev, where this halacha is quoted that it's better to not make nadarim lest we not fulfill them. However, there's still a dissenting opinion, and that is Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda Omer, Tov Mizel Mizet, No Der It is actually best to thread the needle, to not throw out the baby with the bathwater, let a person make a nether, but they should do their best to fulfill it. Like any other commitment that we may make in life or whatever it may be. Maybe this is why the Gemara says, Tov Shalom Nivra would have been better had we never been created, because you could see Rabbi Meir is very concerned that we can't fulfill our own obligations. Now, neither of these shitas, Rav Meir or Rav Yehuda, as they're presented here, fit into our Mishnah. Rav Meir says, nothing at all, nothing, you're done, not, not a nether, and also seemingly not even an adava. And Rav Yehuda says, no, you should make a nether, and that's against our Mishnah as well. So therefore, who is the author of our Mishnah? It doesn't seem to fit with Rav Meir or with Rav Yehuda. And on the very last line, the last three words on Testament Aleph, the Gemara gives answer number one. Afilu Tema Rev Meir. We could even squeeze in the Shita of Rev Meir that he may fit into our Mishnah. Let's remember what our Mishnah said. Our Mishnah says that by a kosher, by a person who's a regular Yid, not a Russia, so he is not allowed to make a nether, but he is allowed to make an adava. And Rev Meir seemed to be categorical about it that he can't do either. So the Gemara says, Ki ka'amar Rev Meir ben nether. He was only talking about a nether. Ben adava lo ka'amar. If you look at the language of Rav Meir, Rav Meir doesn't speak of a neder. He just speaks broadly that you shouldn't do any of this. The tov mizeh mizeh, don't do any of this. And therefore, 
we initially understood Rav Meir to mean that you're not allowed to make a neder or a nedava. That's an incorrect way to understand Rav Meir. Perhaps all that he meant was that you're not allowed to do a neder, but you are allowed to do a nedava, which is our Mishnah, which is a perfect match. So Rav Meir does match our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. Because at the end of our Mishnah, what does it say? So our Mishnah does talk about a nedava, which means that it's therefore the case that Rav Meir, when he said Mizel, Mizel was also forbidding even an Adava. So it doesn't work out well. The Gemara responds, you're right. That case is not Kinid Vosam, Neder, Benazir, Korban. Change the language. It's Nadav, Benazir, Korban. If we change the language, then Rav Meir fits in our Mishnah. And then the Gemara asks a broad question. Within the Shita of our Mishnah itself, and within this new understanding of Rav Meir, who can possibly be the author of our Mishnah, why is it that we see a distinction between a neder that we don't allow, because Dilma Asi Takala, we're afraid that if a person makes a neder, this is Rav Meir's primary fundamental concern, that if a person makes a neder, he may slip up and not fulfill that neder, that we understand. Nedavanami lo. Okay, they're different halachically, but Lamaisa, when you make a neder, you're bringing a chiv upon yourself. And when you're making a nedava, you're bringing a chiv upon yourself. So why do we make this distinction between a neder and a nedava in the first place? Fundamental question in our Mishnah. Nedava namilo dilma asi takala. So says the Gemara, the reason why we make a distinction between a neder and a nedava in our Mishnah is kehilal hazakein. Titania, the Brisa writes. Amrul hilal hazakein shalomal adam ve'olaso kol yamav. Never was there a case of Me'ila in his days. Why? Because when the animal was still Chulin, they brought the animal as Chulin. They weren't Makdish the animal before they left and said, Betsy, I'm making you into Kachim and we're walking. No, this animal walked to the base of Mikdash as Chulin. And then when it got to the Azara, then Umakdisha, the Somechala Then the animal was raised in its Kedusha to be Hektish. And then we did Smicha, which is unrelated to our conversation, and the animal was Shechtin. So it says the Gemara, that's exactly right. When it comes to an Adava by Korbanos, in the times of Hillel, an Adava was perfectly mutter because we saw that based on the way that they had set up the standards of the Beis HaMikdash, their protocols, it was simple. Nobody was Makdish an animal outside of the Beis HaMikdash. So there was no concern about the Adava not being fulfilled. The Nadava only became a real Nadava when they got to the Beis HaMikdash, so there's no concern. So therefore, our Mishnah is strict about a Nadar, but we're lenient in regards to a Nadava. Says the Gemara, an obvious question, eight, nine lines down. Hanicha Nadava de Korbanos. That, okay, you answered good because of Hillel, but he had protocols to make sure that there were no Nadavas that weren't fulfilled because they were not Mukdash until they got to the Beis HaMikdash. But what about Nadava de Nazirus? Ma'ikolameimar. But there are other kinds of nadava. A person can take a nadava, a volunteer status of, of Nazirus. It's a nadava instead of a neder, and they're different, granted. So then the Gemara says, let's answer, let's try and answer this. We know that Shimon HaTzadik was a uh, was a one of the Kohanim Gedolim. And the Gemara tells a beautiful story that we've seen before. Where did we see this? No. It says we saw it in Nazir Davdalet. The Tanya. That's not true. Okay, let's continue. I don't know. It's like a mistake. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, Amar Shimon HaTzadik. Shimon HaTzadik said, In all of my days, There's only one time that I ever ate an animal of a person who was a Nazir who was Tame. Meaning it was very rare for a person to have an Adava of Naziros to be Tame. What was the case? There was a person who came from the Negev. He came from the south of Eretz Yisrael. He was a Nazir. 
and I saw him, he had beautiful eyes, he was good looking, and his hair had beautiful curls. Remember, the language is very reminiscent of Anim Zemiros. When I was in yeshiva, no Ketanim could say Anim Zemiros. No Ketanim had any Kibudim at all. Zero. No Psicha, no Anim Zemiros. Anim Zemiros is like Kodesh, 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 Kodashim. And we give it to a child to do, and then we all talk in the back. Right. I'm just saying we. It's the whole thing became a bizayon because not only does the child not understand it, but we're talking the whole time. But it's it's the the grow is makbed to not always say or to not say at all to not say anzimiros because we're we're just and he's the grow <laughs> and we're not the grow we're like messing around with with the wiring upstairs it's not a good thing to do anyways just a reference to the language here this guy was a gorgeous human being perfect so Amarti Amarti Lo Shimon Atzadik said to this person he said to this guy Bini your hair is gorgeous Marois Lahashchis Esarech Zehano what. Why, why would you cut your hair? You you look like a hair model. Leave it be. Omar Lee, this guy was really a big tzaddik. Let's see how big of a tzaddik he was. Halfway down on Testament base. I was a shepherd for my father in the city in which I lived. And I went to go uh, fill up the reservoirs, to fill up the jugs with water to feed the animals. And I looked at my reflection in the water. When I saw that, my Yetzer Hara overcame me. And it tried to distract me from this world by making me do Averos. Amarti lo, I said to the Yetzer Hara. So the good looking guy says to the Yetzer Hara, Rasha, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get me to make a mistake. I'm going to be worms. I might be good looking today, but... It's not going to last forever. By the time you, uh, you're you in the ground, it doesn't take long to decay. So the Gemara says over here, this guy, good hashkafa. This guy's got good hashkafa. You can be as good looking as you want, but this is the right way to look at things. And he makes a promise. Ha'avoda, the Lashon of the shamayim. I'm going to shave off my head or shave off my hair to uh, for heaven. Miyad says, Shimon HaTzadik, Amati v'noshakti val rosho. I went over to him and I gave him a kiss on the head. You you did it right. This is the right way to become a Nazir. Now, uh, and let's just finish off the story. This is the right way to become a Nazir. You did this beautifully. What is the Gemara responding to? Remember our question from before. We had said that we understood in regards to Korbanos as to why an Adava of Korbanos didn't have concerns because of the protocols of Hillel Azake. Why is it that by Nazirus it wasn't a problem? Because it was rare for people to do it, that anyone would ever do that. So therefore, the Gemara says that he uh, he did it perfectly, and we weren't concerned that he was going to break the rules. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Why is it that when it comes to an Asham, the Korban of a Nazir who is Tameh, we don't eat it? Because we assume that he did some kind of chait. The nazir is, is possibly a chait in and of itself, even though you're obligated because we know we have to bring korbanos. It's called an asham. Maybe all ashamos should be that way. All korbanos asham are brought under circumstances of possible chait. Why are we allowed to eat any of them? Why is it different? Why can we not eat the meat of an asham nazir, but we can't have a regular asham chatos? Says the Gemara, Amr Le Rabiona. The reason why is 
when a person uh, is, uh, is they feel overly engaged in the physical world, they, they scream out in distress and they say, Kodesh Baruch Hu, I'm hereby making a commitment. And then the person finishes the sentences by saying that they want to be a Nazir. And if throughout their first 30 days or their, their whole 30 days, they become tummy again, let's say on day 15, they become tummy. So they have to start their count again. And they become a Nazir now for 30 more days, which is a total of 45 and v'chule v'chule. If before the 30th day hits, they become a Nazir yet again, then it continues. And if that happens, mm-hmm. then they feel charata. That charata undoes their commitment. And then if they bring a korban on day 45, they were they already had charata, which undoes their Nazirus, which means that the korban that they brought was bringing chulan la'azara. Because it's not really a chiyuv anymore. The only time there's a chiyuv to bring this korban is when you complete your 30 days. But if on day 29 you had charata, or in our case on day 44 you had charata, I can't do this anymore, but you still brought the korban the next day, you're maybe chulun lazar. Says the Gemari, hachi, it's a very good argument. I totally understand that. But then afilu nazir tahornami. Charata is charata is charata. Maybe a nazir has charata without ever having become tummy. Regular guy, 30-day commitment. He says he wants to become a Nazar on day 29. He has charata because he saw a gorgeous bottle of wine that was being served at the table. He couldn't drink it. So he had charata. Maybe his korban is also going to be a chulen that's brought in the Azara. That's a great question. The Gemara says, Nazir tahor, lo. That's not correct. That's not, that's not the case. But, but when he shows up for a korban, we check in on him. When did you start your zero? So he'll say 30 days ago. You assess the guy. You, you do a little uh, little check-in, a little interview. When he gets to the base of Mikdash, was it easy for you? Did you drink? Did you ever have charata? They'll talk to him. They can assess. They can, you can tell. You can tell when someone is just overwhelmed and therefore seemingly bringing the korban when they should not versus a case like this. All of this that we have learned so far is really all part one to understand our Mishnah. We had said that our Mishnah, which makes a distinction between a neder and a nadava, that a neder is not allowed and a nadava is, seemed to not fit with either Reb Meir or Reb Yehuda. And the Gemara says that it does fit with Reb Meir because Reb Meir's language in our Mishnah, was, uh, Reb Meir's language at the bottom of Tesamur Aleph was only about neder and maybe nadava would be much. That was answer number one. Vibay Seima, there's another possible way to understand our Mishnah. And this brings us to the top of Yudha Aleph. We'll be going to the Mishnah toward the bottom. And the Gemara says, What did we say about Rabbi Yehuda? So if you look back on the bottom of Testament Aleph, Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion that Tov Mizel Mizen Noderu Mishalim, that the best thing that you can do is to make a neder, but to fulfill the neder, like any other chiv that we have. It says the Gemara, how could it be that Afilu Tema Rabbi Yehuda, back to Yudam Adalaf, top line, Kiyama Rabbi Yehuda ben Adava ben Neder Loka Amar. Then maybe when Rabbi Yehuda says that yes, you should make your commitments and you should fulfill them, maybe he wasn't talking about Nadarim at all. Maybe he was only talking about a Nadava. And therefore, the distinctions of our Mishnah that a Neder is not allowed and a Nadava is, works perfectly for Rabbi Yehuda as well. No harm, no foul. Works out great. Says the Gemara, how can you say that? Vaktani, if you look at what Rabbi Yehuda said himself at the Bryce at the bottom of Testament Aleph, it says, Tov mizeh umizeh noder umekaye. How can you say we're teaching Rabbi Yehuda to only be within the Dava when his own words say noder? Like that's, you got to have some academic integrity. Says the Gemara, I'll show you academic integrity. I'm going to change the sentence. No problem. Tani, no Devo Mekai. You're right. We should change the Brisa. And therefore, we also have a valid approach as to how Rabbi Yehuda could be the author of our Mishnah. 
Here too, within Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara asks the same question. According to this version of, uh, of our understanding of the Gemara, the Rabbi Yehuda could be the author of our Mishnah. Maishna no der de lo. We, what was our initial concern about neder and our Mishnah? Dilma asi badli de takala. The davarami, dilma asi le de takala. So how would we, we asked all of this within Rabbi Meir. Now we're asking the same thing within Rabbi Yehuda. So what would Rabbi Yehuda say? Rabbi Yehuda le taime, da'amar adam mevi kivsaso la azara umakdisha v'somechalev shochta. Very similar answer, just in a different name. On the previous page, we had attributed this to Hillel Azakin. Rabbi Yehuda, this, he was a Tana himself, and he, that was, he had the same, the same protocol. You're coming to the base of Mikdash, Everybody bring it, Hulan. You'll be makdashit when you get here. The risk is much less. <laughs> there's no concerns of me'ila. There's no concerns of anything else. There's, there's just leave it be. It's much better that way. Says the Gemara. Same question on this Rabbi Huda that we asked on, on Hillel on the previous page. I agree with you. You've explained because of your protocols, we understand that no one comes to the Beis HaMikdash with something that's mukdash. They show up with Hulan and we're makdashit in the Beis HaMikdash. But Nadava de Naziris Michael and Neymar. What if a person takes upon Naziris Bator Nadava? So then why is it that you would say that that should be allowed. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Huda Latayme, the Tanya. What does Rabbi Huda say? Rabbi Huda Omer, Chasidim Rishonim, this is how, this is beautiful. Chasidim Rishonim, Hayumis Avin Lahavi Korban Chatas. Chasidim Rishonim, they're big tzaddikim, they don't do Avera that, that warrant bringing a Korban Chatas. Aye, but it's one of the Tariq mitzvahs to bring a Korban Chatas. So how do you fulfill the Tariq mitzvahs when they don't all apply to you? And there's no way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to bring about them doing an Avera to bring a korban, it's amazing how firm so, they are. Like it's a shogun, so something has to go wrong. Correct. So maybe that correct. So something has to go wrong. They had to make a mistake, but Kodesh Baruch would never let it happen by these people. Meanwhile, we're good at the shogigs and the mazes. We don't even. We're fine. Yeah, we're not talking about us. Like we would not be bringing a chatos, but. Only because we did the Aver of Amazing. It's a different uh, different gestalt. But that's what the Gemara is saying over here. So, Mahayu Osin. What would these Hasidim show them that they couldn't bring a Korban Chatas because they, they didn't do any Surim? So, if you don't do an Isra, you can't bring a Shogik. So, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu wouldn't bring it upon them. So, what did they do? Says the Gemara. Oh, says the Gemara. They became Nazirim. Zirim is the way that you can bring a korban chatas. It's an asham chatas that's brought at the end of the process. It's a chatas that's brought by a nazir. And that's the way they can chaparai. It's incredible. But that also, it says that they're chayav a korban. So are you allowed to be a nazir to bring about a chayiv korban? So that's what the Gemara says was the circuitous route for them to get to where they wanted to be. Rib Shimon argues, third of the way down. Rib Shimon Omer, lo nadru ben Nazir, el harotze lahavi ola, they didn't make any nadarim by a Nazir, but a person who wants to bring an ola, misnadevu maybe, they can make a nadava. Shlamim, if they want to bring a shlamim, misnadevu maybe. Toda ve'arba amine lachma, misnadevu maybe. The toda and the, and the, the bread, the showbreads, you can bring them. Aval benizirus, lo hisnadvu. That's not correct what the Tanakhama said, what Rabbi Huda said. They did not make themselves into Nazirim. Why? Because to become a Nazir is to be a Chote yourself. And you cannot do that. You're not allowed to do that. Fascinating. So there's this Machlokas as to whether or not making yourself into a Nazir is itself a Chet. So that begs just a lot of uh, practical questions. Like if a person says, how can you make a Shvua on an Isser? So the Gani Rishonim here to understand this machlokas, it's deeper than what we're seeing on the page. But there is a machlokas as to whether or not it's mutter to make yourself a nazir, to therefore allow yourself to then bring, to, to be machai of yourself to bring a chatas at the end. That's a machlokas tonight. But that's a bit of a say. You're never going to bring a chatas on that. 
a bitalase never has a korban associated with it. So you have to find an iser del raisa, that's a shogeg, that uh, it's not simple. It's not simple. Maybe it's simple for us. It's not simple for tzaddikim, for the chassidim yishonim as they refer to. It's just amazing. It wasn't even a part of their world that there were averas, like like nothing, nothing. I just get this is like a simple sample from our life. Like it, I have the Amazon app on my phone, but like my daughters shop on my phone too. So then I see girls. Is that mutter? Is that usher? Is it an offense? Like it wasn't. These conversations were not even shy by them. They're not uh, zero histaklos. Everything they did was mutter. It's an unbelievable mitzvah, and that's it's a reachable mitzvah for us too. We live in a very complex world as it relates to that. But uh, good. That's a good muster for today. Says the Gemara that this shita about nazirus is uh, is not a standalone shita. Amar Abaye, halfway down, almost at the Mishnah. Shimon Atzadik, Reb Shimon, Reb Lazar Kafar, Kulan Shita Acha, Saint Nazir Chote Havi. All of these people seem to agree that a Nazir is a Chote. Shimon Atzadik, Reb Shimon, those are the shitas we saw on this page already. Hade Amra. Reb Lazar Kafar Beribi, what about him? The Tanya. Reb Lazar Kafar Beribi Omer, the Chiper Love Measher Chatal and Nefesh, the Chibe Ezo Nefesh Chataze. What are we talking about here? Where a person did a chait? Ella, we're talking about someone should seer Atzmuminayan, someone who pains himself from the word Tsar by not having wine. If a person restricts himself as it relates to food only from wine, he can drink tequila, he can drink other drinks, he just can't have anything from a grape. That person's considered a chote as well. Huge divergence in, in, uh, in, in Christian theology and Jewish theology. They shun the pleasure. We embrace the pleasure. You have to be a mensch about it, but we embrace it. There's no such thing. If, you're, if you don't drink the wine, you're chote. You got to find the balance. You got to strike that balance. That's not true of other cultures where they, they're they much more absolute in black and white. As one of my rabbis said many times over, and it is seared into my memory, to have a complex hashkafa is the right way to go. You have to know how to navigate complicated scenarios, and you're going to fail sometimes for sure. But that is the, the threading of the needle of hashkafa is to not be absolutist, is to know how to live in a world that is a little bit complex and a little bit you can drink. What's considered too much? You have to know yourself. Is it one shot? Is it two shots? Or is it zero shots? But you have to know the answer to that question. Here, the Gemara says, you're a chote. If you don't have that balance, you're a chote. Even if you're the chumra. Even if you're the chumra. That's not, that's not from. What's from is to have the right balance. That's a, an implication from the Gemara. Mikan says the Gemara, anyone who sits in a tainus, they are considered a chote. Vehadin uh, says the Gemara, wait one second, how can you say that? Vehadin your understanding of Rebbe Lazar Akafar was talking about a case of a Nazir Tame. So maybe, says the Gemara, maybe that's why he's considered a Chote. Says the Gemara, no, that's just a reference in the Pasuk, Mishum Deshana Bechetu, just because this person did repetitive crimes. That's what the Pasuk's referring to. But still, the possibility of our understanding that a Nazir Tahor is still considered a Chote, that is still true. And the Gemara seems to conclude that way, that for a Nazir to accept, for a person to accept upon themselves Nazirus is going to be considered a Chet, which is a bit of a strong point. So we'll start with the next. What? Yeah, Mutter. It's not a chote. It's a machlokas in the Gemara. We we see it here. It's a machlokas here on uh, on Yudamar Aleph, and we saw that. You're right. There's a, another sheet as well. So it's not clear, but it is the din. Oh, you're saying Shimon Atzadik doesn't align? 
The story of Shimon Atzadik actually doesn't really reference whether or not he considers it okay for the person to become a Nazir. All he was saying in his story, Shimon Atzadik, is that he never ate from a, an asham of a Nazir tummy. That's all he said. So it, it must be that he's let you test. It's not Mashman the Gemara that way, but it must be that way. Wishing you all a beautiful night.